hello and welcome to another edition of RSF Radio. I'm your host, Joe Monday, and you might be thinking, why was there, why didn't the intro music finish? It's because, if you remember, I don't know how many episodes it's been where we haven't had a guest, uh, but when there's not a guest, there's not, there's, that new challenger music doesn't play. That's the key. Only the old listeners will know. Uh, however... Uh, that's not the case. We don't have a guest this week. I have taken your emails. I've got a lot of emails here. I'm not going to get to all of them this week. Uh, so keep writing in and I will get to them as they come. There were some emails where I was like, Ooh, this could be, this could be a whole t- like episode. Th- this one could be a whole, I've got plans for uh, special guests to come on to talk about certain topics, uh, that were brought up in some of the emails. So I don't know. It was. It, it's been great taking your feedback and seeing how that would like will maybe turn for future episodes. So it it gives me an idea of what the the listeners want to hear, the things that you guys are most interested in. Uh, so please do that. So if you do want to write in for an email, uh, hit me up at rsfradioquestions at gmail.com. That's the email address you want to send your questions or comment, whatever you want to say, whatever you want to send. Maybe not everything. I don't know if I have like filters on that email as of right now. Maybe I'll put those in place, but no worries. No worries. Uh, before that though, man, I am, man, I'm exhausted. It has been, I, I shouldn't start every, I feel like I'm starting every episode that way. Uh, to the point where it's like, mm, he's probably just tired all the time, which is not exactly true. I'm I'm filled with, uh, and I am encouraged by a lot of people in the community, but tired from the weekend. Went to a wedding this weekend. Uh, it was a situation where the wedding was across the state. And when I say across the state, I'm talking Pennsylvania. We're talking western Pennsylvania to east eastern Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh to Philly. If you don't know how long a drive that is, let me give you an idea. It's about a, a five-hour drive if you, take, if you stop somewhere in between, which we took the dog with us. So we, I mean, you stop around two hours. He gets out, does a little, does a little, little, little pee, does a little, stretch his legs, stretchy legs. He's pretty good in the car, actually. He doesn't, I was like backing away from the microphone to look at him. He's, he's on his little crate, ears perked up. He knows what I'm talking about him. That's right. That's right, Frick. I'm talking about you. Oh, he got mad. Uh, but no, we took him on the ride. He was fine. He's fine in hotels. We bring his crate with us, so he just stays in that. Uh, I don't. He's never like chewed anything, so we never have to worry about that. He's just a good dog. He he always brings like the attention of anyone who sees him in a hotel because everyone just wants. He's so small. Listen, he's 11 pounds. He's adorable. I know this. But like, ladies and gentlemen, can we? Can you like control your kids? Control your kids. There were so many people that were like, "Let me just bend down and pet your very small dog." And I'm like, "Hmm, I don't know about that one, my guy." He, he, very scared of people. That does not go over well. He's not gonna like pee or anything or, or give you a bite. But he'll, yeah, you're causing my dog. He's causing stress. He's gonna stress out, man. Need to give him some puppy drugs to to cool him out. Anyway, we make the drive. It's about five hours. Uh, we get there day of the wedding. It's like 3 p.m. 
wedding starts on the on a dime at 5 p.m. Uh, we're bringing in all the bags. We're like kind of in a rush. We're like, well, we got to take the dog out and then maybe go meet up with people before the the wedding. Cause everyone's like here at a, at a maybe we'll just catch up with friends. Cause it's like all of my friends from from high school and college and like we still all hang. It's weird. My high school friends became friends with my college friends. It was it's weird how that that is like not. That's not typical. And like the high school that I went to is not in the region or like the direct area where my college was. So it's like when I say that out, like I say that out loud to people, they're like, oh, yeah, my high school and college friends were all there. They're like, well, that's weird. You must be like a townie. It's like, well, no, not actually. Listen, I get it. It does just worked out that way. Okay. Got close friends. Uh, Anyway, we're like three o'clock. Leah's like, can you grab the grab the suits? In, in my dress. Uh, mm. Sorry, babe. I uh, I had forgotten the garment bag. Five hours in the other direction. Uh, left the left the suit at home to a wedding. So we're both st- standing there in shorts because it was very hot. Uh, and like we can't go to a wedding in shorts. We can't. What's the play here? Luckily, where we were staying was only like. 20-ish minutes away from King of Prussia Mall, which is like the biggest, which is like a blessing and a curse, right? Because I say that out loud, people who know that mall are like, oh, fuck, (laughs) good luck. That shit has like a tram in it to get from one side to the other. It's so big. So how do you have like a mission, a solitary mission of I need a suit, all the accoutrement of a suit, because all of that is not here. I didn't have anything. I didn't have shoes, nothing. Because you wore sandals, you know, the whole ride down. It's hot. Uh, luckily my wife still had her, her shoes. Those were packed separately for her. Luckily. Anyway, the mall's huge. So how do you even find like, like, I don't even know where to find parking in this thing. Cause I've never been there. It's this huge place. Like, how do I find the right stores? Luckily the directions that we took, took us directly in front of a Macy's boom in and out. K. shout outs to Kay, the lady who was helping us, the old woman who was helping us. We were like, listen, Kay, I need this kind of suit, this size, I need it now. I, I, I just need it. Find me the good ones and put them, put them down, and we will walk out. But it's got you have to do it fast. And at the same time, Leah's like running off to try dresses, and it's like, well, or and jumpers, and it's like, well, okay, this like, which is incredible too, because like, I don't know if men who have never been with a woman shopping for a dress might not know this. Uh, but it's kind of like an impossible task and to find like something that one fits because that's not a guarantee. Uh, and this is going to sound bad, but like, or like not bad, but like not nonsense fits and is in your size. Cause there can be something that's in your size that doesn't fit. Hmm. Cause guys are thinking, well, I just have the, the, the 32, 34s and then that's, that's my size. No, no, no. It's all different. It's all different. It's a whole different world. And when you find something that fit, it's like she had to, she had taken like two separate trips to find the dress that was sitting five hours across the state. I was in trouble, folks. This could have gone totally sideways. Luckily, like boom, in and out within an hour. We're back at the the hotel tearing tags off in the car being like, I guess this is fine. Like, <laughs> sure. Uh, uh, 
we had to go back to the hotel to take Brick out because he hadn't we hadn't fed him yet. It was a whole said he hadn't pooped yet. It's like oh man, what a mess. And then we still met, we made it. We were five minutes late. We made it immediately following the processional, and we weren't the last ones there. So man, that was like a. Talk about beating the clock. Uh, and then that whole wedding was a fun time. But anyway, I'm exhausted. Very tiring. Uh, but not tired enough to answer these emails. I've got a couple here that I want to read and get to. And again, there's more of these that have been left off off topic because, like, it's. There were just. There were a lot to get to. Uh, and I think some of them probably require a little bit more time or require a special guest. But anyway. Let's get to it. This first email is from Magnegro, a regular on the R Street Fighter online local. Very strong, Birdie Main. Very strong. Uh, definitely go follow that dude. Anyway, uh, but yeah, it's Boombox Hero on Twitter.com. It's not Mag. I don't think you can search Magnegro. It's like hard to find. It was hard to find him. Brand solidarity, folks. Get it right. He writes in First off, long time listener, first time caller. Anyways, what's your favorite moment you've witnessed or have been a part of from any of the RSF community-sponsored players or players that you've seen from RSF? Much love and for what you do, as always. Keep rocking in the free world. Mag Negro. Uh, I have an answer for this because it... it Well, I, don't, I feel like I don't have a specific answer for this because it's more... I know it's like a... Maybe this is the cheap way of answering this question, but... In my heart of hearts, it is the most true. And it is that. With all of the R Street, R Street Fighter sponsorships that we've done over the years, the, the thing that makes me the happiest, and the reason why I continue to do it, is watching all of those players evolve over time and see them fill roles within the community that they previously hadn't, uh, see them step it up as players, and see them kind of... Grow as players, not even just on a like a, a tournament scale, but on like a FGC wide scale. Like, what is the like? For ex, like, for example, it's it's great to see El Chicote out there and and doing great thing. He was on the SFL. Uh, he runs a great stream. Uh, extremely personable dude. Uh, like it, watching him succeed make it brings me joy. Uh, Chris CCH. The young, the young man, Chris CCH, uh, one of the, the first sponsorships of the, the current round of moderators was uh, him in particular, watching him grow as a player. He's a fucking threat now. And he was like, I think he was 16 at the time, at the first time we sponsored him, because I remember uh, <laughs> uh, it was last, yeah, 2018 Evo. I was like, yo, dude, uh, come to uh, bar fights at uh, at the House of Blues. And he's like, sorry, man, can't get in. I'm like, oh, no, it's it's not 21. It's 18. You got to be only you only got to be 18. He's like, dude, still like 17. Can't come in. I'm like, yo, you fucking child. What is this? This boy, this young man. Uh, but again, like watching him evolve as a player. And anytime I see his name, it makes me happy. Uh, or like watching Neon perform well is great. Uh, Tega, all of those players, like Tega doing work with Akuma and Kage? Question mark. Who knows? Uh, or, or like every time I watch a Born Free interview, it's like this is I don't know. There's like there's some history there that 
a part of me is like, man, there is not that our Street Fighter made these players or made uh, these community members important. I don't think that it's the it's the one thing because I don't think it is ever one thing. They they've done so much work that it is a lot on them, but. It's like I can see where the R Street Fighter sponsorships played a role. There was it was like a stepping stone to uh, to great things. Uh, sort of like anytime I see someone get a spot, like when Neon got sponsored, I was like, oh fuck, that's like, damn, that's cool. Or like when I see Mono with the like the government signing papers with like official looking pens, I'm like, shit, dude, like that's incredible. Uh, granted, like again, these are all things that they've that they've been working towards, right? It's like the R Street Fighter sponsorship wasn't the one thing that made these players good or important or, or whatever. It's just that, and I will always say this about the sponsor, and I tell this to, to all the players as they come in, uh, just kind of when I brief them on what the sponsorships are, and I feel like this is the most important part, is that, hey man, like regardless of what happens, uh, win or lose, whatever, um, we get fully funded or we're like a little bit off, whatever happens, uh, it is incredible to like, you will feel the effects of having people believe in you, which is, it's this intangible thing, right? Cause you have this whole community that was like you, we decided we, from all of these other players and, and people in the community, we decided that you, uh, have, you are valuable to us and we want to see you play or see you make content. And, and having a whole community decide that, especially like the size of our street, and you see the numbers of votes and it's like, damn, like this number of people believed in me uh, and they will content, like, and they will support you. You're like, on, anytime you see an R Street Fighter player on stream, like people kind of blow up and it's like, man, that's, I don't know. There's part of me that makes it grows my heart a little bit because it is such like a loosely based community. Like it, it's like a loose community, right? Because it's everybody and and nobody, and because everybody is part of their own communities, but they all kind of come together on our Street Fighter. And I don't know, there's a part of that that makes me happy. And maybe maybe I'm like a little bit delusional how positive I am in thinking that, but that I don't know. As, it's something that players have continued to tell me over the years that it's just like that how grateful that they are that there was like people that believed in them and like what that has done for them like on a like a morale level like the their morale is raised you know uh but one thing does come to mind there was one moment that i i don't know if i've ever told it on this show before but i'll tell it again uh but one moment in in particular this was from Evo 2018, uh, it was Chris CCH versus, versus Momi at, at Evo. The great thing about Evo, uh, is at least for me, uh, and this kind of goes back to the other part of the question is that anyone from the community is that, uh, at Evo, I can just very, hmm, hmm, not very easily find everyone's pools because Smash GG is a, is a nightmare, uh, on mobile, so it's actually quite difficult to find where everybody's pools are. I, I like to keep a list before uh, before the flight, and then have like that timed out to be like, okay, go here at this time here, and then I can I'll find everyone that I could like conceivably find during their pools because I know that they're 
very likely going to be there so I can root for him, you know? Just like everyone that I know and have talked to and met, like, through our street fight or this. Uh, I just like to be there in support. Anyway, Chris ECH, he's getting up there. Uh, he's made it to, to top 64, right? And... And so it was Chris ECH versus Momi, and I'm standing behind and I'm cheering. And I'm like, you're my boy, Chris. You're my boy. Fuck him up. And as I say that, uh, this man next to me was like, you know Chris? I'm like, uh, yeah, 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 I know Chris. Th- that's kind of all I said because I, I know who this person was. He goes, well, I'm actually his dad. And I was like, whoa, shit, that's actually his dad? fucking right so I'm like now I'm like really cheering because now it's like let's do this and it looks like Chris is gonna win right like he's he's doing really well he goes on to win the set uh but like he's like making moves and his dad kind of noticed he goes hey looks like he's gonna win uh don't tell him like this was like seconds before Chris won his match he's like by the way don't tell him I was here his dad runs off so now I'm like oh shit you're gonna put that on me Mr. Mr. CCH, you're gonna you're gonna put that one on me right now, <sighs> like and now I have to like tighten up and pretend that I didn't just meet Chris's dad and him being like extreme extremely proud of his son. I'm like, hey, you should be extremely proud. And he's like, I I really am. By the way, don't tell him I was here. And it's like, yo, you want me to be proud? Like, know that you're proud of him and also like not like let him know that you were here. Fuck you, guy. Also, like. Got tighten up, got tighten up real quick, and and cheer from a boy who's not my boy, who's actually your boy, actually. Oh man, it was like a it was a roller coaster emotions like within seconds because like yeah, Chris. By the way, oh emotions, ah oh, yeah, Chris. <laughs> man, Evo man, it's time and a place, but because uh, <laughs> like I didn't even get to say like. Oh, by the way, I'm Joe. Like I, that's how you. Like I would actually know you. And he's like, oh, oh, okay. Later, we <laughs> we messaged each other uh, later later in the week. I was like, ah, oh, that's fucking funny. Uh, anyway, uh, that that was that was a good moment. Of course, there's many others. Just, that's like the one that I think I would pull out and say that that was pretty good. That was a good time. Uh, all right. So next question. A little bit more fun. A little bit of a departure uh, from Body Novel on twitter.com uh not gonna name government names here but anyway here's a fun question i had who would you draft to be the starting five on your street fighter basketball team so that's all this question said and in my mind i was like okay there's like people who play play ball i'm like you know what cool but then i was like what about like street fighter characters who would i have as characters Regardless, I will answer both. I will answer both of those questions. So, I'm gonna have Terrence. He's gonna post up. We're gonna put him right under the hoop. He's gonna fucking throw some elbows. He's gonna catch fouls. He's gonna. He's just gonna. He's gonna be a presence. Cause I don't know if you've ever been in the same room as Terrence. Uh, he's an imposing force. Uh, and also, our we're gonna. Our whole team's gonna be wearing striped polos. So it's gonna be a whole thing. Uh, it'll be. I mean, cause he won't wear anything else. At least that I'm aware of. Uh, so we're going to have him post up. Then another forward. I'm actually going to have, we're going to have up to snuff. Now you say, does he, does up to snuff know how to play basketball? He's pretty, he's, he's pretty, he's, he's a white motherfucker. I don't know about that. To which I'll say, I don't know. However, he's, he's, he is very, he's a tall boy. 
He's a tall boy. All right. I see him catching catching rebounds. I see him up there up front, right? Uh, shooting guard. I the way that I see constructing a basketball team is that if you're gonna if you're gonna sell out arenas, you want your team to be good. So you gotta have good players, but also you kind of want your players to bring the drama. So I'm only gonna bring I'm gonna bring one drama player in who's also very skilled. I'll bring F Champ. F Champ's gonna be shooting threes, shooting his mouth putting butts in seats, okay? You're going to come for the draft, and you might hate him, and you go, ah, ha- yeah, mm, of course he's getting thrown out of another game. It's F- Ah, damn, again? I think he would be, I think that would be fun to watch. He would bring He would bring players to, to a game. Uh, another forward, of course, got to have Geef Bane on the team. So Danny Pham, the absolute unit, peak human physical condition, okay? He's, and, of course, he plays Geef, so you know he can dunk. He dunks everybody all the time. So, uh, clearly, all right? Uh, and then point guard, you got to have an MVC two-head as as a point guard. You just ha- It's like the rules, right? So you get yipes. You get yipes as the point guard and everything. The whole team, you see the play. He sees all the plays. He knows all the setups. He knows all the incomings. It, it's the infinites. He's got them. Still talking about basketball? Anyway, that's my starting five. Uh, now, if we're talking about characters, this question becomes like kind of different, right? Because you think, in my mind, I'm like, this is like a the space. You can make a very Space Jam esque team, right? You get your Dalsim, right, as like the the downtown Michael Jordan dunk at the end. That's what you you get your Abigail, right, who's just this huge fucking fucking guy. Then you probably get like. And El Fuerte in there, who's just like running around the court, running backwards for jumping off the walls, and you're like tortilla, but what? Case of Q bombs? What? Mm, just checking people. It's it's a, it's, a, it's a hot mess. You don't you can't even see him. He's running so fast. Uh, then you probably get a like a Rufus, who's like he looks like bigger than he's just throwing his body around, right? As for, and then uh, yeah, just like Ryu as point guard, probably. I know that's like a basic like final answer, but it's like you kind of got to make the team look like a Street Fighter team. Anyway, that was the dumb answer to that question, but we'll take it both ways. Anyway, next question. This one's from Feistag. Or Feistag. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce that name. Anyway, I did my best. Write in if I'm wrong. Question is, my friend and I are new to fighting games, and we were wondering if there were some drills or something that we could do together to get better quicker. And the answer is yes. Uh, I actually think there's a couple of drills that you can do that are specifically with someone that you are sitting next to uh, that you can kind of set up and work with to try to improve different aspects of your game. Uh because the other end of that is just playing your friend or someone that you know very well over and over again you're no longer actually playing the matchup as the matchup is going to be played if you play it against like someone else who plays that character right so say your friend mains ken and you main ryu right playing your friend ken versus ken down the block and let's say you've played your friend 5,000 times. 
you are going to have an idea of what the meta is when you go to play at other ken. If that's the only, if your friend is the only ken that you play, and then just happenstance you run to another ken, maybe at a tournament, and it's like, wow, you like you not playing the way this other ken plays because you you will have tendencies that don't necessarily match up with how other characters typically would want to play their character because you are specifically playing it over and over, and the meta just the meta just changes. So. I say that as like a warning, right? Of like, in your head, think that you might have to play differently if you play someone who also mains that character. Anyway, the other thing you got to do, here's some other things you can do to maybe mitigate that, is play with special rules. Uh, And by that, I'm not talking about like arcade rules. I'm talking about like rules that would improve certain aspects of your game. For example, uh, one that I think is is a good one to, to try out is... One-on-one, no specials, so like no canceling or anything like that, no jumping, except for neutral jumps, and no Oki, right? So now you think, well, what can my character do then? Well, I could like dash and throw, I could walk in and out and try and whiff punish, and it's, it's because you're not thinking about them jumping, you're focusing solely on the ground game. Which and you're not worried about like specials coming across the screen real fast. You're only worried about the specific ranges of your opponent's normals. And you can do this with any character in the game. That's the thing is like this will actually help you play other characters too because you don't have to learn combos, right? Or if you do, it's just like not like you can just like learn the links, right? Uh, you might like dash up and do like a jab, let's say. Uh, jab and do like counter hit combo, something like that, right? That could be easy to learn. Or uh, you you do something like uh, setup training is another thing you can do. Uh, what do I mean by that? You'd actually have to go into practice room, uh, like training room, and have your friend be the, the player two controlled. Uh, and then what you want to do is set it up in a situation like say I'm having trouble with blocking Urian setups and my friend plays Urian then we go into training and it's just alright get hit by the initial setup and then try and block the Oki as it happens because there are some things where there's certain tells that you'll be able to catch right like I think there's Laura mix ups where it is Visually obvious earlier on in the combo if she's going to land or dash or I should say V-skill and end up in front. Even if it looks like right before she's going to end up on the other side, she'll end like the push box will be as such that it, she stays in front. right? And that can mix you up in your head if you're not used to seeing it. However, if your friend sets it up and tries to open you up a number of times, like just... It's just a game of open up, right? And then as soon as they block or get hit by the follow-up, you can just restart the the position because Street Fighter Five is actually good about that of having situations basically set up where you can just do it. Granted, because here's the thing is like, yeah, you could do that on your own, but you'd have to like record all the things that, like all the different mix-ups and different slots and then try and do it that way. But like there's only five slots, right? So it, I don't know. It could be with someone else there. It's like, well, 
now the Yoki is like there. They could shimmy you. They could do a whole completely different setup. They could do that and nothing. Because what if you want a DP, huh? I mean, that's an option on, on certain mix-ups. So it's, it gets all of the... The other thing that that, practice, that kind of practice does is it makes you not so worried when you get hit by those things. Because a very easy way to get tilted is, oh, fuck, I got hit in the neutral. Because you see everyone fucking complain about this shit on Twitter, right? You see everybody, even pros, being like, lol, Street Fighter Five. I got hit in the neutral with a crouching, or an Armika's crouching hard punch into V-trigger activation, and now I'm fucking dead. Or... Got hit by a G, long range. He activated V-Trigger, guess what? It's over. Popped it, now it's over. Come back, Fighter 5. Fucking shut, learn how to block. That's what I have to say. Don't be so worried in that situation. Because here's the thing, of a pro saying that puts it in your head that you've already been defeated when you get hit by certain things. It's expected that your opponent will make a comeback. Where actually in your mind it should be, I've seen this. I know what their options are coming up. Let's block. Let's keep our cool and do the right thing and not get tilted. Not give up. Fight back. Uh, that's a thing that you can do. Uh, another thing that is useful that will will not seem as... When I say this out loud, you'll think this doesn't seem like a good idea, but but it will. In that you want to do like matchup practice, right? But not like so. Let's say I main Ryu, my friend mains Ken, but I need matchup practice against Chun Li. Well, I kind of know how to play how I like to play against Chun Li. So let's say, hey, can you learn some Chun Li? And they go, I don't know how to play Chun-Li. You go, okay, great. Well, I'll just, I'll teach you how to play Chun-Li because I've played some Chun-Li's. Uh, I've seen some of the stuff that Chun-Li's can do and we'll, we'll try and run the matchup. Uh, so as you play the matchup, go through and say, well, that's not really where Chun stand. Chun's actually, they like to stand over here. Uh, and you go, they go, okay. And then they start standing there and they, they start beating you in the neutral. And it's like, oh, wait, shit. Uh, so then you find another way to deal with that, right? And you'll find that by teaching someone else how to beat your character with another character, you'll find that like expressing these, uh, these tactics out loud will help you better understand what your character, what you need to be looking for in those situations. Cause let's put, let's pull that up again. So like you telling your friend that Chun needs to stand a little bit further away in this matchup. She needs to use a normals this way or use a Kokoken at this range, right? Well, now you're like, well, now that he's throwing those at these ranges, what are his tendencies then? This is how I'll beat that, right? Maybe I'll, I'll dash forward or and change the space or, or maybe I'll back up and, or I don't know who, who knows what the actual situation, this is all, uh, was hypothetical, hypothetically speaking, right? But it, but verbalizing that and telling someone how to beat you will actually help you understand what your weaknesses are and what you can do to then overcome those weaknesses. 
and also helps your friend learn a character and then you learn a matchup better. So win-win. Um, I think that those are, those are three good, three good little, little training things that you can do outside of just playing straight sets with a, with a friend. Granted, sets are fine. Uh, but just again, keep in mind that continually playing against your friend changes the meta in your mind for when you play against someone who, someone else who mains that character. Uh, All right, next question. This one is from Vivek. He says, hi there. Hope this finds you well. Here's my question. I see talk on socials about how people find Sam's show boring to watch and or play because of the pace of the game. Is there any thoughts on how this is influencing game design and balance now and in the future titles? Personally, I enjoy it when a match slows down, but feel like I'm in the minority sometimes. Thanks and regards. Vivek. Uh, so with this question, this is one of those things where it's like, I think at first blush, it appears to be slow, but the number of decisions that you need to make in your brain are very fast. The, the things where like action is happening and like big decisions are being made, it's very fast. It's kind of like, so... It's kind of like uh, like Smash, right? It it seems simple. There's only two buttons. There's only two buttons, uh, three buttons, or is two, two attack buttons and one dodge slash guard button, right? Like how hard how hard this be? It's only it's only three buttons and items. No, I'm just joking. But like it seems simple, but the systems and the mechanics of the game make it so that it becomes very complex, actually, uh, and actually quite difficult to control and difficult to. Like, it's not just this easy in its simplicity. I think Sam Show is the same way in that it appears to be very easy, right? It's only only four buttons. There's only like the combos are not anything special. Uh, they're very, it's a lot of just one and twos. It's, it's very easy to do. Anyone can do these combos, but then what you have to start thinking about, well, anyone can do the combos, but are they option selecting all the combos? Because you kind of have no reason not to option select like after every single button press that you make, you like, there's kind of no reason for it because in the case of blocking, there's a lot of recoil, right? So now there's recoil, and that'll eat some inputs for where the cancel would have been. Sometimes, not always true. Uh, takes up where that cancel window would have been. Now there's a new cancel window because of the the the, the guard cancel, right? So what did you OS in? What did you OS into? Was it a a parry? Was it a DP? Was it some other special that changes your position? Because that that's the that's the kind of beauty of it, right? That's what makes things complex. And you can make that decision at any time. You can make any of those. You can OS into anything you want off of every single button press. So there's actually a lot of action happening whenever you're not seeing things, right? Because like the alternative is, oh, you just hit your opponent. But also there's like ten other button presses that happen to cover all the other scenarios within like a couple like milliseconds of each other it all happened very fast none of it was shown because you just hit them with the heavy slash right it so it's a lot of those things that can happen so which i think makes it very like there's a lot of depth there 
and how people are reacting to certain situations. What is the meta based on like the mechanics of the game? The mechanics I think are very deep for that game and it's very punishing because every but every single character has some bullshit. I love it. It's it is a thing of beauty whenever all of these characters, right? There are some characters that don't have I should take that back. Like there's there's some characters that aren't as bullshit, but I mean they still have some strengths, right? But like the high levels of bullshit, bullshit levels are mad high in Sam Show. And I think that that could that is super fun. To, is when you hit someone with some bullshit, man, that is just mm, that is some enjoyable stuff. Because what what were they going to do about it? You are you knew that that medium slash was was that negative on blocks and now you hit him with the big shit on block it's just, I don't, that's weird stuff uh that game can be oddly deep and i mean that, it's still super early so we'll see where it goes but to answer the question of do i think that it's influencing game design uh because is it influencing balance I hope that Sam Show is influencing the way that people balance games, but I've said this on the show before, but I'm the kind of person who likes fighting games that are super out of balance. I like it when there are very distinct tiers. I like it when there are crazy bad matchups for some characters. I love that. That that to me is fun. Overcoming a bad matchup is just—it's a thing of beauty because it's like it's all this hard work, and then making someone who goes into the matchup feeling superior, and then leaving that matchup being like, I don't know what the fuck I just got hit with. That is like that level of of like I got you. I've mentally defeated you. You cannot you cannot win. I have run this match so many times. You cannot win. I love that. I think Sam show, I think Sam show is that level of bullshit. And I hope that more games are balanced in that direction, which is to say less balanced. Is that what the future of street fighter five or street fighter six is going to be like? <sighs> I don't know. Cause here's the, here's the thing about street fighter five and games like Sam show or games that I find like super like third strike or even street fighter four, uh, super turbo, I think especially too has a lot of bullshit is what a lot of people, a lot of people, like a lot, a lot of people three years after its release are still playing street fighter five, very like consistently playing like constantly playing and it's a lot people are like picking it up now even after even after you have so many people shit talking still shit talking uh in in ways that are some ways justified some ways unjustified but even with all of that there's new people and people sticking with this game years after release so there is something to say about a game that is as crazy balance as Street Fighter 5 is. Now, Street Fighter 5 doesn't have as as much, let's say, horrifying bullshit as other games. There's you've got options, right? But and it's not like hard to play. It's not difficult to do all the combos too. It's not like you get evil Ryu damage, but you can also do like the one frame lengths, right? 
No, it's not, it's not like that because you can do you can pretty much you can learn the combos if you try if you practice, right? But I don't know, man. There's something to say about like when you when things are simplified like that and everyone can do all the setups, everyone can do all the combos that where the meta goes, where people's minds can go to, the knowledge that you actually have to have becomes like really deep in a way that is is not obvious, right? What becomes obvious is how much you suck. And it's oh, I didn't I didn't see, I didn't know how to block that and I got hit. Or I didn't know that I was allowed to press buttons there. How many here's the here's like the litmus test, right? Cuz I still I still to this day see like diamond rank players do this shit and it blows my fucking mind. I see people get hit with Zangief's V-Trigger on block. The V-Trigger one, they get the vacuum. They've blocked all of it. And I only did the vacuum part. And they don't punish it. They don't even, they jump back, in fact. And every time I see that, I'm like, it has been three years. You're a diamond rank. What the fuck are you doing? Like, that's, that to me seems like basic ass knowledge. That is a free punish all day, every day on a raw activation, just the vacuum, not even a meaty situation, just there it is. Because I'll do it to test people, and they still fucking jump. That's a free punish for me, then. Why'd you do that? Like, that's the, like, that to me doesn't even seem like deep character matchup knowledge. That doesn't seem deep to me. And, and yet, you, I will still see it. There's like certain, or people just making these, these bad decisions time and again. That it's like, did you not like learn this specific thing that you actually have to know to do well in this matchup? And the answer is oftentimes no, because that's the level of depth that things get to very quickly, or at least you should be playing out very quickly. Um, it's like one of those things where this is why I feel like the the bronze, like the escaping bronze, you see this all the time. People who are like, I can't escape bronze. I can't escape silver. I just need to, I need to get out of gold. Like I need, I need out of that bronze to gold. I just need out of it. Cause like they, what they say, cause what they know in their head is, Oh, I know all the combos. I know all the setups. I know what everything my character can do. I know that I'm skilled, but what they're not thinking about what they're not doing. Like I would say, 95% of the time, this is the reason that why you can't get out of those ranks. It's because you're not watching what your opponent can do, and you don't know what your opponent is capable of. And you think, and you might even think, oh, I've seen pros just, they run this Oki the way that they run it. It's like, you're just not watching. You don't know what you don't know. And so you can't react to it. It's, but at the same t- like at the same time, you don't know what you don't know, right? And there's no one teaching these things, or at least like commonly teaching these things, or telling people, hey, like by the way, like against Ryu when he has has meter, like fucking watch out for any X fireball in the neutral when he's at this range because like you can't react to it because it comes out too fast and then don't get flustered when you're on the ground because then it becomes like a whole thing, right? Just that it piles on and it's all because they got hit like the one time, right? It's that, it's that first, like don't get hit the first time. That's what I say. Anyway, I've, I've digressed. Uh, where are we at? So in the end, 
I, when it comes to game development in the future, the lessons that I hope that people learn, I don't know, maybe get a balanced game, because it seems that people have stuck with this game enough that that's what the majority of people want. So, I don't know, fucking fine. Make it balanced, I don't give a shit. But what I hope that they've learned is, like, the lessons of, like, what sells copies of games, what sells units, because, like, MBCI, super fun to play. They didn't sell any of that because of all of, like, the marketing surrounding it, all of, like, the the business model of that game. Even, like, the business model of Street Fighter Five, people still knock it. And it's like, shit, dude, I've only bought that game, well, twice, but for for two different consoles, but that's a whole other, whole other story. Uh, but only the one time, right? I've only ever had to do it once, so why... Like, I don't have to buy, like, an upgrade? I don't have to buy, like, a season pass? I don't have to. I think that's great. That's, that's an interesting business model. So, like, hopefully they've learned those lessons. Hopefully they can get other people on board with that shit because it seems like everybody and their mother was totally against whatever business decision that Capcom was doing. Also, maybe fucking talk to people. Maybe learn that lesson over the last, I don't know, fucking decade of you not like, can you start doing that? I hope those are the lessons that they've learned, like making it look good uh, and making it appealing uh, at a mass level, like completely outside of the game. Because here's the thing. I, because right now I think Street Fighter Five plays fine uh, in a lot of senses is like a, a good game play, like play wise. I actually think that nah, maybe I don't think this. I don't know. It's because, like, this is one of those things where I think about MK11, right? Where sold a ton of copies, but are people like, what's what are the numbers there? How are we looking? Or like, I think about like, like how Tekken is now, right? Maybe didn't necessarily sell a boatload of copies, but there's a lot of like love for it now over time. Like how they grew the community, I think matters. Uh, they did sell a lot of copies of that, but again, or like, eh, Smash is kind of a, it's not a great example to use because there are so many people even like outside of FGC who just like that game to like play as a party game. So it's like, okay. Yeah. I mean, it has like everybody in it. There's as much like fan services you can possibly fit into a single product. So I don't know. Do I think that? Capcom has learned the lessons that they need to learn to go on and make a successful Street Fighter 6? Absolutely not. No way. Not a chance. Uh, but that's just my opinion. Uh, maybe. Hopefully. But like ev- with every step forward they take, it's like two steps back. Or like, it's like one giant step forward and like t- two small steps back, if that makes sense. But anyway, next question. Moving on, this will be the last one for today. So if I didn't get to your question, uh, don't worry. I have plans on answering them. Uh, but again, if you have questions, uh, you can write in at the email address, which I'll share at the end of the show. Uh, this one comes in from Quasi, Quasimoto X on Twitter.com, uh, the artist for our street, a good friend of mine. Uh, and he writes in, Joe, among all the guests that have come on the show, who is your most favorite and why? Also, any memorable moments? Uh, that's like... I'm going to give the the political answer, answer for this one and say that I have 
and this is this is genuinely true. Uh, and it's genuinely true of every guest that I've talked to on this show. And it is something that I even am surprised by with every guest. Because there are some where it's just, I haven't talked to this person literally at all. The first time that I'll ever speak to them is when you hit that okay on the on the, the link that I send them. And so, hi, hello, can you hear me? A lot of times the first thing I ever say to these people is, or they say to me is, can you hear me? And that, that is our very first interaction. Even with that, I am very surprised with the like 100% rate of at the end of the hour or what adds up to be two hours. Like we're talking casually and over the singular love of fighting games. I think that there is there's something special to that that makes me feel like those are the times where I'm like, this is community, right? It's just the genuine love for a thing and whatever other interest you have that spin off of that love for this thing that we call fighting games. Um, and like to that end, it's like, I, I've, I've genuinely and thoroughly enjoyed talking to every guest that has been on this show. However, I do have a favorite. <laughs> I say all of that to say, well, actually I do have a favorite. And this one, it's like by a, in my opinion, it's by a country mile. No one ever came close, like to, to this day, not even close. Uh, Sharpie is the answer. She was my favorite guest, uh, specifically because before, and here's something that like really got me that like very hardly any people do. And I don't blame them because it's like, it's more work for them. But she was like, I came prepared. Here are my notes. Uh, I am right on time. I've edited this Google doc. Uh, I even made this like thumbnail for she, like she made a thumbnail for me. And it's like, well, fuck like, damn, like you, you did it. You were in it doing fucking work. She is working so hard all the time. That's one of those things that came through. Like it's one of those things that came through without her even saying a word to me is when I saw, when I like came to this on like Thursday morning, came to the Google doc, just looking in it and being like, Oh shit, lots changed here. Oh, she's just like, she's in it right now working. Oh damn. It's one of those things where I was like, that kind of drive is one more of what we need in the community that, cause that's honestly people like Sharpie and there's only one Sharpie, right? There's only one person who's hitting the grind at that level. In my opinion, of what she's trying to do for her community and the people that she can most impact. She is working for her people. 100%. No, like 100, like 1000%. Like, and I, and I know that because I saw it firsthand and it's like the FGC needs people like that. We run on people like that. We need people like that because so much of it. I mean, like, you go back to last episode and hear about what a man Stevens had to say. Like this is, there's, this isn't for like the, the big fame and fortune that is reserved for like 10 people. If that like nowhere near the, the thousands, the hundreds of thousands of us who are, who are not that right. 
so to continue at all on any level and spur interest in fighting games and continually grab people to be interested in fighting games to share this love this common love for this thing that we have we need more sharpies and there's only one of her as she has all of the energy she's a fucking god uh like no question I just it, I was so impressed by her level of preparation and her level level of verve for wanting to spread the love of games was just who it was it was a lot but she was my favorite guest by far and it's not to disparage other guests I'm just saying that she is she's very special uh, do I have a favorite moment? Uh, I have a couple good moments that, that come to mind, uh, over the, over the last couple of years. Uh, well, specifically, cause you don't, you don't forget, you never forget where like times that you fail. So like every time that this computer has crashed is like burnt into my brain of me being like, Oh fuck. Oh fuck. I need to edit things. Oh no. Oh no. The screen is we're <laughs> Oh no. There was, I know all three times that it has happened exactly when and where, and it's just, was never a good time. Uh, maybe this one is like a little front in the brain right now because like this literally just happened, but what jocks in a box had to say, uh, about SFL and like that reveal of a lot of the framework being like copped from what, uh, what his company had, his esports company had created for them was like, I've never had like a big surprise yikes moment, uh, like that. Uh, and again, that's just like so fresh in my mind that it's still like sitting with me of like, wow, that really fucking happened. Uh, this one was kind of like outside of the show, but like one that hit me as well, that made me feel and kind of know that, that this is like justified to do is at Canada cup. Uh, someone approached me and was like, Hey, I listened to the show, listened to RSF radio and the episode that you had with Romanova, you guys were talking about fitness in the FTC. And it really got me thinking about like, what am I eating? What's my diet? Like how, what's my exercise like? And they were like, well, from that moment, that was like, for so much, I forget how many months they had said, but they were like, I'm down 20 pounds. I'm like, wow, that is, that's like real change in someone's life, like real long lasting change that will affect like their mood and physical, uh, like everything about them, their physicality, just their energy. Like it is so much of like, that's a lasting effect. And even if that's only, even if that only happened to one person, it's like, well, I guess this has been justified to better someone's life that way. Um, Another one that comes to mind is like all of the unrecorded stuff uh, that happens before and after I hit record, which is like one of those things where every time I think about it, I'm like, mm, I need to, I need to start hitting record before I actually hit call, uh, just to, to so that I know that I at least have the audio of it. Maybe not all the video of it as like the backup because a lot of people there, most people just listen to the, the podcast and subscribe to it on their favorite app. But there is a, a video archive of it as like a backup to the audio. And I think to myself, like, man, I should just have all the audio and edit out later. It's like, what am I doing? That's, this is fucking amateur hour to not have all of that content, even for like blackmail purposes. 
uh, don't worry, you're safe on if, as a guest. Trust me, folks. Uh, specifically with that, I think about the stuff that Rick and I, there is like two full podcasts on either end of what was actually recorded for that podcast. And I'm like, oh, fucking, fucking a man. Uh, it could, we could, <laughs> I could have had three shows out of this, uh, with some information redacted, but is what it is. Uh, those, those are the ones that come to mind. Anyway, folks, that's a show. Uh, I actually didn't think the show would be this long. Uh, but again, turned out that way. You know how it is. Uh, if I didn't get to your question this week, I will get to it eventually. I, I don't know if it'll be in another show like this or maybe something similar, uh, or mixed into another episode. Again, I have some plan for special guests where your questions will be answered. But if you are listening and you have a question, please write in at rsfradioquestions at gmail.com. Again, the email is rsfradioquestions at at gmail.com. Uh, so if you have any questions, write them in. I'll get to them uh, at some point. That much I will 90% promise that I'll get to. Uh, we'll see, depending on how many more there are, like how my back catalog ends up looking in like a couple weeks. But we'll see. Uh, regardless, that's the show, folks. You can catch this every Thursday. Don't miss another episode of RSF Radio. Uh, like and subscribe on whatever service that you use to listen it to. I'm sure that I'm told that helps. Uh, make sure you're catching the tournaments that we run on Mondays and Fridays. Mondays on the East Coast, Fridays on the West Coast. It has been very entertaining. Last week's show for on the East Coast, I say Monday show was there were some matchups that you hardly ever get to see at a high level. Damn, like it was some really entertaining stuff. So. It, but also like it compete in the tournament, like specifically go compete in the tournament because that is a really great place to, uh, to level up again. That is if you are on like East coast USA, even though that, that I know that there are a lot of abroad listeners who are like, oh, fuck off with that shit. I'm sorry. Anyway, folks, that's a show. And catch me at Super Joe Monday on Twitter.com or at Reddit SF, or just hit me up any time on our Street Fighter, or just say something that is divisive or against the rules, and I will find your ass. Anyway, that's the show, folks. Until next time, take care. Peace. <laughs>